Shorter Children's Reading Festival. Yes, we're live right here broadcasting at the Sharjah Expo Center. This is the 14th edition of the Sharjah Children's Reading Festival. And honestly, this is probably my second time here. And I tell you, every year it gets more ambitious and very lively. One of the things, the, the main themes of an event like this is to always ignite the inner imagination of children, and not only children, but even people of all ages, because all of us have that little kid on the inside, and the Charter Children Reading Festival is a place for you to reignite that child inside of you. And the best part here is that uh, here at the Expo, we get the chance to uh, meet up and talk with some of the world-renowned authors. I have with me, and it's my great pleasure to introduce to you guys Jasmine Wedegoff, a renowned author of children's and young adult fiction, whose outstanding work has garnered her international fame. With best-selling books such as Other Words from Home and A Rover's Story, Jasmine has captivated readers of all ages with her unique storytelling and exceptional writing. We're honored to have Jasmine with us today. We can't care to hear more about her journey as a writer. Welcome to the show, Jasmine. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. This is your first time at the, at the Expo? It's my first time at the Expo, my first time in Everett. Oh, my God. So that means, because this is what I find interesting, is even though you're a Western writer, you have a little bit of that Middle Eastern background with you. And I wanted to know how much of that usually impacts your personal writing with your own, you know, the children book that you've written. Yeah, you know, I think um, being a kid who was biracial in the United States definitely impacts my writing, because growing up as a kid, I think I had a lot of questions about identity. You know, I never felt quite like I belonged in any space, but I think that sort of having that outsider perspective uh, can make you well-suited to being a storyteller. And then speaking of storytelling, when it comes to my Arab side of the family, I feel like that's something that they really excel at, right? Storytelling is such a huge part of the fabric of the culture, and so growing up, um, I feel like a way for me to learn and understand better about where my father was from was that he would tell my brother and I stories about what it was like for him when he was growing up. Exactly, and, uh, you know, despite, I feel like all of us have that diverse background, and we get a little bit intimidated when we have to explore parts of us that we're not familiar, especially when we spend so much time away from our own traditional origins. I, I myself, I consider myself to be an American Jordanian, um, but whenever I do step into Jordan, I still have a lot to learn from the culture, from the people. I immediately stand out and then I speak. Um, but it's always invigorating to be able to tap into that, but you find a way to you know, utilize it in your storytelling. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think that I use that outsider feeling. I think all of my books, whether I'm writing about robots or whether I'm writing about young girls from Syria who have to leave their home because of war and conflict, I'm always writing about belonging and that search for belonging because I think that that was sort of the central question of my childhood of what does it mean to find somewhere where I feel like I fit and find somewhere that feels like home. It can more than one place. Exactly. There's always that saying, um, home is where you make it, you know, and uh, even though we can be from different realms and uh, different backgrounds, we're all still very human on the inside. Your books try to at least, try, you know, give that message of it's okay to feel different, it's okay to feel unique, but you're not alone in that situation. And uh, I, I wanted to ask you about some of the some of the challenges or maybe the opportunities that you've had to overcome 
be able to write the kind of books in, you know, they're publishing today? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, the biggest thing that any writer has to grapple with is self-doubt, right? And all of us, when we first start out, we're not very good. I think that what gets you into wanting to be a writer is you probably have good taste, right? You love really great books, but there's a huge gap to your taste and your ability level and pushing through to learn how to get better, to work at your craft. And then also to persevere through rejection. You know, I was rejected by over 200 different literary agents. And I think that in any creative field, you sort of have to keep going. You have to keep submitting your work. And you have to believe in the stories that you're trying to tell. And I also think it can be difficult to believe in the story you want to tell when you haven't seen that particular story published before. It may seem like maybe there's not space on the shelf. But getting back to what you were saying before about that theme of sometimes that what makes us feel different actually ends up being our superpower as an adult, right? This thing that I feel like I struggled with a lot in my childhood is now something I return to again and again creatively. And I feel like at the same time your books um, can really resonate with children uh, of this generation who are constantly online. You know, uh, the internet has brought this global village sort of ecosystem. We are connected more than ever, but we're also alone and we feel divisive, we feel different. I feel as children need to know about that, that it's, it's okay that you may not stand out or that you're a little bit weird, but that's probably your best strength, you know. Um, I also want to ask you about you being a creative, uh, being a teacher and uh, being a creative writing instructor. Um, may, may, her, may my mother's rest, uh, soul rest in peace. She used to be an English instructor, and she loved language. She loved teaching, and I feel like I, a lot of that rubbed off on me. So I just want to talk about your experience from, you know, being a writer and also now being a teacher. What, what is it that, what's a big shift from that? Yeah, what I love about teaching writing is that I get to dissect the craft of writing. I feel like it can be really hard to be objective about your own work when you're revising it. But one of the best ways to become a better writer is actually to learn from helping other people with their own work. Um, so, for example, if I'm helping a student and I see oh, maybe here we need to bring out the setting more, or here we need to enhance the reader's connection with the character and then brainstorming with them about ways to do that, I think helps me to improve. It's that old adage, right, that the teacher learns as much from the student as the student learns from the teacher. And I definitely feel like that. And the program that I teach in is such a vibrant community of writers, and so I feel really invigorated being around people whose main objective is to create the best art that they can. And it's kind of this nice oasis away from the publishing industry, which can feel very focused on sales and marketing and things like that. But this is a part of my life that's really focused on how can I become a better writer and how can I improve my craft. Another adage I'd like to add is um, that in life, we never, we never stop being students and that we're constantly learning, we're trying to improve. And it's always a good mindset to have that. We can't just stop at one point, you know. Uh, there's always a challenge of a writer's block, but if you just change your perspective, maybe change your environment, try new things, you might find yourself being inspired really quickly, you know. Um, another thing I want to ask you, and I sort of to end it off, uh, to in aspiring writers, whether you're still a kid, you write maybe your own little short stories, or, you know, you've been tapping into it just now at your own age, what sort of advice can you give them to instill my biggest piece of advice is always to read. And, you know, if they're listening to this and uh, the expo is still coming, going on, they could come down to the expo and probably find lots of amazing books. But truly reading is the best way to become a writer. What's amazing about being a writer is you don't need a fancy education. You don't need to pay 
for lots of expensive tools. Really, you just have to learn how to be an incisive leader because I think that writing is being a part of the conversation, right? And first, you have to learn how to listen. And you have to understand what's been said before and then understand what you could possibly add to the conversation. And my second thing would be to own that you're a writer. I think for a long time, I waited for universe to tap me on the shoulder and tell me that I'm a writer or that I was talented, but that moment never happens, right? You have to own that identity yourself and believe in yourself, and I think once you do, you shift that perspective and decide, I'm a writer because I write, and sort of relinquish any and all other expectations around it, uh, all those other good things you want to happen will come. Beautifully said. Jasmine Welka, one of the many authors that are here at the 14th edition Charlotte Children's Reading Festival. Uh, I do advise you guys, if you are fascinated by her, do check out her website, which is jasminewalkup.com. You can check out some of her uh, award-winning books, such as Other Words from Home, The A Rover Story, and so much more. Thank you, Jasmine. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. Thank you. And we hope to have you here in the next edition of our event here in Charlotte, and we wish you all the best. Thank you.